Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation is theft. But there's a place where people know harsh government brings tears. So grab some blue and Latrina Chrome. Let's make the timeline weird. Friends against government. Friends against government. Ah. They're your friends. And under it, it says, very good shitting right now. A good command. <laughs> Shit and then fires in the background. <laughs> uh, is that too? Is that too far? Is there a line to cross? <laughs> not on. I this haven't show. found it yet. I hope <laughs> not. I don't. Not. I don't really get many shows I get to have like a lot of fun with. Do you, usually oh, they're like you know straight buttoned up shows. So this I was going to say, fun. Brian, you um you you're the other side of of sort of what we do. You're like <laughs> the other side of liberty. Yeah, you know, like you're, you're this the is, clean, uh, this the is the, uh, the man in the mirror with the tuxedo in the front, but then in the mirror you can see his ass. Like you know, like Brian, <laughs> the front of the guy, and we're the back. Somebody get that a meme together of a guy who's taking a picture of himself in the mirror, but behind you can see that he's like has a cutout of his ass in his suit. <laughs> if we could find that picture, I think I think we could do something good with that. Uh, yeah, you're 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 so much more courteous and so nice and so much more involved in both the mainstream and the and and the underground. Um, so it's great to have you on because I, this has been a long time in the making. Um, oh, for sure. And I think we have got well a hell of a lot going on. Car, it's good to hear from you again. Uh, our Thank listeners you, don't know, but you've been you've been on a sabbatical, and so I've been yep, trying to hold down the fort. Uh, so it's good to hear from you again. Hope everything you've is been well. doing a great job too, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm doing my best. Uh, and yeah. Brian Nichols, star of the show here today. Uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence. I really appreciate. Thank it. you for yes. Th- thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm humbled to actually get invited on to the one and only Friends Against Government. Yes, thank. Well, well, it's an austere position that you hold. Uh, thousands of people uh, want to be on the show. Thousands of them. Do you hear me, Brian? Yeah. Thousands. <laughs> and I, I was, I was humbled enough to be selected amongst the uh, the, the finalists. Yeah. So I appreciate being you, uh, brought you, on. You've achieved a delegate position within this podcast. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, I don't know. Review the week. It's um. Brian, when I first contacted you, I wanted to talk impeachment stuff. Um, and I still want to do that because it still has been a very strange saga. But there's been <laughs> so much that's gone on in the past week um, that it's hard to even keep track of at this point. Uh, Carl, do you feel like you missed anything that you came back to and you're like, holy hell, what happened? With regards to the impeachment? Anything. any? Because there's – beyond that, I mean, we talked about Whiskey Warrior – that was news. Yeah. Um, that was t- wild, yeah. It's absolutely wild. Um, we t- yeah, the impeachment thing is absolutely crazy. The, him <laughs> writing gigantic notes on a notepad, which I cannot believe oh my we God. didn't. Yeah. Did was you that see real? this? They yeah. fonted it. They fonted it. So so a, a company made it an actual font that you can now type in. <laughs> oh, really? It is the best thing ever. That's amazing. <laughs> God, that's great. Trump, America's a beautiful place. Whoever doesn't like capitalism, like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that right there. It doesn't exist without without the beauty of the marketplace. Yeah, Holy right? Christ, there is a there yeah. is a Trump handwriting font. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, Bert, I think I I think I did like for those that did, you know, we just pushed out two shows, I think, with just you. Um, I've been on a little bit of a sabbatical back with family. So yeah, I did I feel like I have been a little bit absent just from the whole the game. I've been out of the game. Oh, you've been and I'm going yeah. back into the game. And I need I need to get up game. to speed. So yeah. The the font, the whiskey warrior. Oh, Michael it. Bloomberg. <laughs> Our boy, Wait. Mikey what's, Bloomberg. What's going on with Bloomberg? <laughs> He's run, are you serious? He's running for president. Oh yeah. Oh is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's he officially for launched Winbird like this past weekend. Uh, well, yeah, I think he officially launched it. Now he made his first campaign appearance today. Um, yeah, so that's that's He's going. Adorable. Everybody's Why? favorite like, grandmother. I mean, that's, just a, that's just a money grab, right? Like that's a money grab, right? Yeah, I mean, but is. what's here's what's weird. What's he grab? said he wasn't going to use uh, outside funding 
to fund his campaign. He was going to do all internal funding. What's the angle here? That's what I'm saying. What is the angle? What is it? He wants to be president. Yeah, you know what? Can't he might be car? He might be one of the few guys who really wants to be president. He's been trying this for two decades. He's got to slap Trump around with the one thing that Trump really used to his advantage, and that's I'm a multi billionaire. Like I'm a self made businessman. Now he's got Bloomberg, who's like. I, I I take your ten billion and raise you ninety billion. Which by the way, which is worth just it's a lot of money. I don't think I think that's just the worst idea ever for going up against Donald Trump as a Democratic candidate is to be like I, I have did money billions of dollars. <laughs> it's like who's gonna vote for you, you dick? <laughs> but hey, you know what? Can I can I say I actually think there's a lot of middle of the road Democrats who are like you know he's the least crazy. My father and, said this, but my father's from New York, and this is like well, a guy who he was like, yeah, he kind of cleaned up the city. And I'm looking at him like, what in the hell are you talking about? Look at the city. How did he clean it? <laughs> so yeah, I yeah I think all that's gonna happen is he's gonna just steal some thunder away from Joe. Uh, and, uh, that's what only thing that puzzles me is what is the point? It you, can't be you asked how he clean, you asked how he cleaned the city. He, he got the, the, the big gulp ban. So it's less sticky, <laughs> yeah, less right. spilled sodas, <laughs> less Sprite all over the ground. Yeah. America's nanny in chief. That's I'm what telling you. Yeah. He's America's grandmother. He really is. Um, well, there's that. He's uh, America's rich grandmother. Yeah. Very, very rich grandmother. Yep. Well, that happened. Um, Brian, what are you chomping at the bit to talk about? Anything in particular? Dude, I'm up for anything. Like, it, this is the time of year where, like, the news cycle is is just, who knows? It's either going to be, like, one moment you're you're completely transfixed on, like, an impeachment thing, or then it's a week of nothingness with the holidays coming up. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm on board for anything. I, hey, I, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second because I'm here and I'm on my, you know, on your show promoting my show. Um, I said Congressman Massey on my show last week. You did? That, oh, okay. I did. And it was a freaking blast. Congressman Massey. Oh, my Massey God, is, dude. Can we, is, can we talk about that briefly? Can we yeah, talk he, about, did you mention Boogaloo to him? <laughs> that didn't come up organically in conversation and mind you i got him like in between the uh the votes there for the continued resolution okay. um where they snuck oh. in the patriot act okay and uh he had like oh, yeah. 25 minutes so we we tried to keep it pretty succinct so we talked about impeachment uh we talked about the patriot act and how they snuck in uh the patriot act extension through the cr um and and i got him on on quote saying the deep state is real and that made my heart sore because oh congress any volunteer it he just is like well let me start out by saying the deep state is real and i was like Title, <laughs> title for the episode: The Deep State so, is real. Uh, so, what's his deal? He's not. What? Why? Maybe this is obvious. Can I, why can is I he pause not moving for a over the Republican Party? Uh, sorry, for, the, can uh, I, the Libertarian can I pause Party. For a second. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who is getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our <laughs> typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. We like, like, like I is, said. Is, he, like I said, he's, of, he's the other side. Yeah. Yeah. This is really <laughs> the flip side of the the coin. You're right. For sure. What is his but, deal, but, but Massey? Why not, is he not going to become an, a Repu- uh, 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 I keep saying it. Why is he not going to become a libertarian? What's the deal there? Did you prod I mean, so, him on that? Do you have thoughts I, on that? I didn't prod him too much on that just because I, it didn't really come up organically. Um, but I just based on talking to him and and just kind of getting a, a gauge of where his mind's at, I think he's in the camp of the Republican Party is a vessel, um, and that's all it is. It's a vessel to promote your ideas. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... He's looking at the, the GOP and the infrastructure. And, and honestly, let's just be real, right? It's 2019, and people really don't vote with what they believe in. They vote if you have a D or an R next to your name, which is just a sad reality, right? I mean, that, and that yeah, sucks right. that that's the case. But I think he's acknowledging that that's, that's the reality, especially in his his very, very red district in, in Kentucky. So yeah. I, I think it's more along the lines. He's just trying to make sure that he has the best platform that he can possibly have to promote liberty. And, uh, you know, I, I dare say, you know, he's been up there and he's do, been doing a pretty good job. And I think the only reason really Amash has kind of drifted away from the GOP is because he made a big name for himself and being the first Republican to say, hey, let's look at this impeachment thing. Um, right. And that kind of like gave him a little bit of a clout on his own to run as an independent. Um, and and I mean, honestly, let's be real. Amash is freaking loved in his district. Like his his candidacy or his um, constituents, they adore him. I mean, they they when he came back after he asked about his support for impeachment, like his town hall was going to be on vault. And it was like the polar opposite. They, they were standing ovations for like, like five, 10 minutes just because he, he, they him so much. So um, I think that's honestly to go back to your, your question, but I think that's why um, Massey's just looking at the GOP as a means to an end really. 
All right. Well, I can't blame him. <laughs> that just it makes sense. Sh- shoots my shit out of the sky, but yeah, I mean that's <laughs> it's that's that's probably right. I, I no, don't know. it's about time. You're flying a little close to the sun, bro. I know. I'm getting a little too hot under the whatever yeah. they use the terms Pull there. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's a it's a puzzling thing because I we could really use that guy's help, but I get it. I get it. Uh, well, he's, like trying, you know, he's trying to do. He's trying to help us the best way he knows how. I, think. I hope and the best way he I knows sure how is, so. is 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 using that that infrastructure that's in place. I mean, the guy he's got his his degree. I think it's in mechanical engineering or something engineering from MIT. Like the guy is is a, a genius. I mean, he built his own house off the grid. I mean, he lives pretty much as anarchist as you could possibly live. He he literally has no connection to the outside world at his house um, because he uses solar panels. He uses you know Tesla batteries to, to have continual power. Um, he built his entire house using everything within the surrounding area of his house. I mean, the guy is pretty much living as close to an anarchist lifestyle that you could possibly live. Um, but then he, he goes to Congress and he tries to represent his constituents the best he can while also trying to you know rein in the state and promoting liberty. Um, and he actually tells a very funny anecdote about um, what he calls the precious. Have you guys heard this story before? No. Uh-uh. no but before no. we get there, I would like to dispute your your uh, your your claim of being an uh, him living an anarchist life. I'm pretty sure that he's married and therefore possibly getting laid on the on the reg <laughs> and therefore. I I, I don't know. He's clean shaven Pretty big, pretty big. He's, uh, he's clean shaven, and he yeah, can read. Neck, his neck, yeah, his neck is, is noticeably not in his grandma's hair. basement. Uh, getting laid on the reg. I don't, Brian. I, look, I mean, I'm gonna let you continue, but I'm just submitting it. <laughs> well, here, let, let's go back to maybe um, kind of going in the negative. Um, his precious. It's a it's a Lord of the Ring analogy. So mm-hmm. this again, this speaks to he's a nerd. But like in the best type of ways. Um, so what he says is his congressional pin is like that of a precious, right? And he uses the analogy that when people come to Congress, they put this pin on that, you know, they're walking through the halls. And if, you know, you you, you get stopped by a, a police officer, they see the pin and they're like, oh, no, no, you go ahead. And, and you know, people treat you with a different type of respect just because you have this pin on. Um, but you take the pin off and, and you're almost invisible again. Um, and he talks about how there are people who they wear the pins so frequently that they get this this powerful feeling because they're getting notarized so much while they're walking through. You know, you you go around the metal detector. You don't go through the metal detector when you have the magical right. precious on. Um, and how you know he jokes that he tries to keep the precious off as much as he can because you can feel like even people like you know, as Tim having the best intentions, you can you can feel where that that pull comes from that that desire to once you get power to then expound upon it maybe you know add a little bit here and there behind the scenes just because you have the ability to and and he really tries to make a conscious effort to to rein himself in and you know remove the precious and so he can feel more you know like he did when he first ran and that was one thing to hear him tell that story it's like okay he's one of the good guys like he 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 gets that washington is this corrupt cesspool and it's so easy to get corrupted. Um, and, and he's so aware of it that he makes a conscious effort to avoid that happening to him. So that it gives me a, a lot of, you know, confidence, but also reassurance that we have somebody like him who's in office um, who really I mean, they, he's on our side. And and that that is a really cool thing to say, knowing that we actually do have a really strong advocate for liberty, who's a genuinely good person there representing uh, his district district in Kentucky. We need like 400 more. But yeah, if not, more, right. yeah. Yeah, Brian's bringing an energy uh, that I can't match, and particularly after two episodes where I wasn't on them and you did a terrific job, Bird Solo. I'm 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 very jealous right now. I'm very fragile. We're, it's the we're pre-workout man. Something that I can knock out of the park. You got to lob me a softball at some point, Bird. Uh, I can't. I, I'm uh, very very fragile right uh, now. Uh, Nick Cage movies. Go. Oh man, Raising Arizona. No treasure. Right. Back on track. Okay. Let's go. Did you see? Did you see that Nick Nicholas Cage is going to be playing a movie about yeah. himself? Yeah. Playing yes. Nicholas Cage. I could not be more excited. It's, That's amazing. I could not it's like, be more fucking I, excited. I, it's. <laughs> they they took one of my least favorite movies, being John Malkovich, and they put it with my new least favorite actor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. To make oh, I'm gonna love this. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be, it's gonna be something for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be something. Oh man, I uh, I, it was a struggle to get through those. Here's the segue, by the way. It was a struggle yeah. to get through uh those two episodes because I was I was inundated with impeachment hearing stuff. Um, <laughs> eleven oh, hours. Yeah. 12 hours. Yeah, you were, well, I, 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 here, Brian, I'll tell you, I texted Bert. So sometimes like I'll text Bird about something that I don't know anything about, like particularly if it's like in the political realm. 
and I just get the feeling, even though it's on an SMS, like text message, I get, and I don't see the bird is typing, you know, on the bottom, I get the feeling that it's like, he's like crafting, you know, like a, like a well thought out essay. And I, and I texted him like on a whim because I was, I don't remember what I texted you, bird. I was like, what is it? I like something stupid and generic because I just saw it on the news. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get birds. I was like, what's the deal with the impeachment? And then as soon as I, I sent it, I was like, Oh God! <laughs> no, I think I twenty-five minutes heard. later, you get a final, uh, like right. a final paper for your term paper. <laughs> I did it like, immediately backpedal, and I was like, "Just overview, overview, overview." Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that part. You had to be like, yeah, "Just you know the basics." Okay, fine, fine. Well, you know what's been wild yeah. is to see so Elise Stefanik, and she's been like one of the Who's main that? faces. Hot. <laughs> so she's she was before AOC. She was the youngest elected female member of Congress, and she's youngest actually elected female member of Congress. I'll let that. I'll let you be the judge. Actually, yeah, actually, right yeah. Yes. I feel we, I feel weird responding because she's actually my my home, like where I'm from in northern New York. She is our home congresswoman, and like so, pretty much. If you imagine New York State looking kind of like a boot, right? Okay, and you were to draw a line straight across where your ankle would be. That'd be like from Syracuse to Albany. Everything north of that, so like where it would be like the shin, that is the entire New York 21st district. It's 17,000 square miles. I know this because I worked Holy in the congressional shit. campaign in 2012 for the exact same congressional district. And um, my, my candidate ended up losing by like a 1,000 votes. And she ended up, she ran again, and she kind of ran as um, kind of like a centrist Republican. Um, but she's taken like she's kind of been behind the scenes for the most part during this entire you know time she's been in Congress until here we have the impeachment proceedings. And now she is one of like the faces and she's been, you know, asking these very pointed, direct questions against all the um, the witnesses that have been coming. Oh, to the, to the I, see, I remember her now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So like, I mean, her. it's funny because her so her opponent, Tedra Cobb. She actually served on the St. Lawrence County Board of Legislatures with my dad back like in 2006. And like my dad was a, you know, GOP and she was a, a you know, basically so borderline socialist Democrat. And um, it's funny because I remember like my dad would come home from board meetings and talk about like the insane policies that she was promoting then. And like even and this is like 2006 and they were like batshit crazy. And now it's like you hear just like the, the quiet part that she used to say. Now she's just saying it out loud, like openly. Um, and they're still batshit crazy. But she raised over a million dollars against Stefanik because like th this entire district has now been propped up so much. And it's like my home district is probably one of the smallest districts in terms of population. I mean, we probably have, I don't know, for that 17,000 square miles, roughly like 700,000 people, if that. Um, I mean, it's like half the district is mountains. So it, it's it's wild to see where I'm from, like this really tiny northern New York area that is just a blip on a map and you really consider things. Now it's being thrust into the spotlight and it's like, these are people that I grew up like hearing their names on a daily basis because it was like part of our own politics in the, in the area. So it's just, it's been, it's been kind of surreal to see this all taking place. Like it's been taking place and having these people at the forefront of it. I, I, I just got to tell you the, the, the committee, the intelligence committee in general, she was on it. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I vaguely remember the intelligence committee picks a whole lot of winners, huh? <laughs> I, I look, Nunez some of them, doing it for you. I understand that. After a while, after 11 hours of testimony, there's only so many more questions you can ask. But about 20 minutes in, everything that I needed to know was said. Everything. Yes. And so it's just, I, 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 John, I forget who his name is, John Hurd maybe or something like that. One it's, of the congressmen, yeah. <clears throat> one of the congressmen basically looks at, I can't remember her name, maybe it was Fiona Hill, and goes... Tell chill. me, I, I know you've been asked all the important questions already, which right there, can we just just yield, stupid yield so we don't have to do this. And then and then he goes, what can we as the American people do to help the Ukraine in these security risks? It's like, what the hell? And even the, even the woman being asked looks at him and goes, honestly, that's probably a better subject for a closed door meeting. It was her best way of going. Why the hell am I still here? What is the point? That's what well, most gonna... of this was. But I couldn't put it down. I had to keep watching because it's addicting. I, I explained it. It's addicting. I explained it to someone else. It's like watching NASCAR, and the and you know something may happen, and you have to be the first one to tweet about it when it does. <laughs> and, and and I and I feel like 
I got a rush when I caught Devin Nunes in a lie, and I put it on Twitter, and I was like, look, look, he, he's a liar, and, and, and that was like, oh, great, now I gotta watch for six more hours, because now I need to find another lie, do something important. I, it, I, if you're not in the political science field, I can't imagine watching it. Because I'm oh, in be like it. paint drying. I'm in, yeah, I'm in the field, and it is the most yeah, no, boring no, sure, shit yeah. ever. Like I went to school for political science. Like this was my bread and butter for the longest time. And like this, this is the shit we had lived for, right? Like, I mean, how often does a, a president get impeached? It opens no, you'd up think so it would be questions. exciting, Brian. You'd think that it would be an <laughs> exciting time, and it's not. It's like a, it's a like a fucking business meeting. Well, and, and you know, what's funny is like even like organizations who are all on board with impeachment, they're they're even finding it hard to like craft the narrative. So um, there was a Washington Post article and I forget what day it was, but it was after the um, y- y- Yukonovich. How do you say her name? She was y- the former Yovanovich. Yeah, she was the former ambassador to the Ukraine. And like it was, it, was, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was right after her testimony. And like it was so dry and there was nothing that really came from it. So what was the headline? It was like. Um, the, the, the way that, uh, Yovanovitch was treated really opens a question about how women ambassadors are treated. It's like, that, that's not the narrative here. We're talking about impeaching the president of the United States for colluding with a foreign government to take on a political opponent at home. Like, that's what this discussion should be. Not about sexism in the ambassadorship. Like it may or may not exist, but like, that's not what the focus of this conversation is about, nor should it even like be like brought up in, in the same kind of, um, you know, yeah, you really would. You would think the, the, impeachment. Impeachment, the impeachment hearings were not impeachment. Well, the impeachment inquiry, uh, that it wasn't <laughs> that, but that it was like sort of a conversation about the situation in the Ukraine. Cause I learned right. more about the Ukraine in that whole period of time. than I learned about Donald Trump and what he did wrong. It, it, it's it, it's bizarre that that I don't know what it is. It's like a cold war fever thing. It, it's it's every time something that's supposed to happen is supposed to happen, wherein we're supposed to talk about Donald Trump and what he did wrong, the fact that he was trying to sabotage Joe Biden's campaign, the fact that Rudy Giuliani committed a federal crime, probably John Bolton too. Not talking about any of that. Talking about like how many nuclear weapons does Ukraine actually have? It's what, what huh? What? And it gives it gives Republicans so much ammunition to take the conversation somewhere that that they want it to be. And um, it's just frustrating. Uh, Like, I I don't know, like what you need, like not you, but like what what needs to be done to get like GOP operatives. Just just like stop this whole like, you know, trying to, to exonerate Trump and just on repeat play the two clips one from obama during his uh, his uh debate with mitt romney where he said you know president romney the or president uh, senator romney the the 1980s called they want their foreign policy back because russia is not a geopolitical throw uh foe <laughs> number one number two uh barack obama sitting on stage with med 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 yeah, med med the, the yeah. former president of uh ukraine who or of uh russia excuse me tur- turning to him saying hey you know after my election i'm gonna have a lot more flexibility what the yeah. fuck do you think that means? He's giving him like a, a hint, like, "Hey, after my election, I can do some more stuff that I can't really say right now because I, I, I wouldn't get elected." Um, and that's right there. That's him purposely avoiding promoting a certain type of policy for political gain. Like those two clips are all you need to to just completely destroy any form of democratic, you know, a, a, a attack against Trump because. At the end of the day, they are going to be accusing Trump of doing the exact same thing. Not only Obama did, but like I'm just using Obama as the example because he's kind of still this like you know crown jewel that the Democrats still embrace to this day. But I mean, we have Hillary Clinton on on record of, of saying and doing these exact same things. Joe mm-hmm. Biden. I mean, it, this this has been happening for a long time, right. and it's just like now that the Democrats are going after Trump like they are, and they have the support of the corporate media behind them to to actually promote this to a larger public. Now they're completely flipping their tune. The problem is we live in an era of social media where that bullshit doesn't fly anymore because people can say, you're a fucking liar. And they can pull up the video of that, having them on record saying the exact opposite of what they're saying now. And people are getting tired of the bullshit and they're saying through the lies. And that's, it terrifies. Not only just the, like the, what's happening right now from the left, but also the media, but the establishment. They're terrified because we're an awake populace. I mean, you guys who in Hong Kong, they just ended up, uh, I think it was 17 of the 18 districts in the Hong Kong elections yep. ended up going for the pro-democracy folks. Oh, that yeah. would it never was, have uh, happened. It was every district except like two, 
I think. And they right. were inner, that inner, would inner never, city. Yeah. never would have happened in an era without social media. If we yeah. did not see what was going on, if there was no way for them to, to, to coordinate and organize, that mm-hmm. would never have happened. And that's what's scaring the establishment of this, not only this country, but of this world so much, is that we are able to communicate, we're able to, to disseminate these ideas, and we're able to expose the truth. And that the truth in, in an era of where we are in 2019, the truth can be a very powerful thing and to the establishment a very damaging thing because it's going to, it's really what the best type of uh, disinfectant is sunlight. And it's, it's casting sunlight on all these things that have been done over the past, you know, 60, 70, 80 years that have been swept under the rug. And now it's being exposed for what it is. And, and, you know, the, the, the creatures that have been hiding in the, in the, behind the scenes, now they're like, oh shit, I'm in the spotlight and they don't know what to do. And they can't, you know, say media, save me, change the story because yeah. the, the story is now being controlled by us. And that's the most exciting thing for, you know, where I think we're going forward into, you know, 2020 is that the the bullshit that was being done back, you know, in the olden days, you know, when they're trying to take down Ron Paul, that doesn't fly anymore. It can't fly anymore. It it, it physically cannot be done unless they're going to throttle um, Facebook and, and Twitter. Oh, wait, they're trying to do that, right? Why do you think, <laughs> of course, they're trying to censor these social media companies? Right. Like, it, it all makes sense. And then the, the right is just as stupid because they're saying, well, yeah, we need to make sure we enforce fairness. <laughs> okay, so you're going to have government saying what can and cannot be said because of fairness. Jesus. Okay, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's my rant. I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> it's, I it's, went off there. I was going to say keep going. I, I was just shaking my head. I, I don't like yeah. to go off too much. That was, that was a good get, you know, just chance to let, let loose. It's a whole lot of bullshit. Um, it's a whole lot of bullshit and a whole lot it of – It is. Um, That's 100%. I really, I, I just want them to impeach Donald Trump and get this shit over with because he's not getting removed from office. Let's just make the the political statement and get on with it. I, I mean, oh yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it's so ridiculous. you think is that where you stand, Bird? Do you think he's going to be impeached and not I, removed? I, I, in my opinion, everything I've seen, they have enough to do it. Uh, what they don't okay. have is the support in the Senate to do Senate. it. Uh, and right. even if they did, they wouldn't do it because. Uh, it would cause a fucking like, war in the country if it, they tried would, to remove it, Donald it Trump. Like, oh, the war. There, there yeah, yeah. are half of the Americans that would, would absolutely lose their fucking minds. And yeah, rightfully yeah. so, right? Like, like there's been an argument. This has been completely done from you know the deep state. I mean, you listen to Dave Smith's part of the problem podcast, and he'll kind of walk through how this is almost entirely a deep state, um, you know, deep state coup. And then you know, to have somebody like Congressman Massey on my show, and he pretty much reaffirms that. I'm like, oh, geez, okay, like something's going on here that that you know we we really need to pay attention. I, I, and, I mean. I think what was really astonishing, not to interrupt you, but I think what was really no, astonishing was, you know, you expect the commander in chief um, to be, uh, and, and, and I think this actually plays into it, but you expect the commander in chief to be the one who's in control of the military, right? Obviously, right. Um, that's his job. That's 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 how the checks and balance system works. You got that the guy, Colonel Vindman, who's serving he's presently serving and he goes into the impeachment inquiry and he's like super anti his boss. Something. Something's going on. Uh, right. it, it, you know, you tradi- those guys don't deviate from the president. For Christ's sake, they they just fired one of the one. Of, I don't know who it was. Navy commander. The, somebody. Yeah. They just yeah, fired the him because he wanted to prosecute one of the Navy guys for war crimes. And Donald Trump goes, "No, you're fired. We're not prosecuting this guy. He's fired. playing like to get." And this is not the first time he's done it. Last week he did the same thing with three other guys. Uh, He's playing for the military, and then you have guys yep. like Colonel Vinman who are coming out and going like, "I this guy is just bad, just makes bad decisions, just doesn't have the support of me or any of my uh, subordinates." We it it's people don't think in this country about coups, uh, but like it's something that you just need to be aware of because the the interplay between the military right now and the commander in chief versus the the representatives is very interesting. Um, and 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 the 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 security agencies. I mean, I mean, it, oh we got God, to the point yeah. there for how long that like the 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 quote unquote deep state of the world, right? They they basically said we do not exist, and now we have. I mean, John Brennan, who is basically one of the main talking heads on what like CNN now or MSNBC, right. whatever the left wing media outlet is, and he basically is like, you know, well, if there's a deep state. Well, good because they're they're keeping our country safe. It's like how funny was that? He he that just admitted wild. it. Like the he said it. He said it. Jesus. It exists. But like we're ignoring that it exists, and he's like even acknowledging that what's happening right now basically is a deep state coup. Like that's he's he's basically saying that out loud. Yeah, everything um, but everything but the tanks rolling down the streets. I mean, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's it's. Man, let me tell you though, I, I don't know where 
I don't know what the deal is with that whiskey militia guy or whatever it was, uh-huh. but yeah, and and I and I'm not prepared to comment on what his situation was. Uh-huh. I, I I haven't seen much, but like tanks down the street. I I mean, seeing what social media was able to coordinate there and bring people in mm-hmm. armed. Apparently, like again, I'm open to whatever the real shit is because like there's there was so mis- so much inf- misinformation, but it looks like social media coordinated a shitload of people to come in armed and back this guy up. And if you wanted to go to a place where there's tanks rolling down the streets, holy shit, man. Like seeing what private citizens organized or have the capability of organizing, whoo! That's got to send some chills down 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 the tank operator spines. I, I, I can tell I, you that. I, I, I think I was telling you. I'm really glad that many people came because I think it stopped a lot of bloodshed. Um, I probably. Oh I, hell yeah! You know, you, Ridge I, all over again. I really really hate how it was handled on social media because I, I like you said there was so much information and there were so many people well, who were clearly saying things they didn't know to be sure. But the idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. people went down there to back him up. That was a I good think, thing, not a bad thing. I think also, Bird, that that's, that's going – like that's not something that we should spend time liking or disliking almost because that's just going to be the case, you're, right? You're like, probably right. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. That, what are you going to do? You that, can't it, control. It, it really true. is. That's like fog of war. Yeah. Like there, there, there's, there's people in there that are going to blindly support the guy. There's people in there that are going to blindly support the police. That's part of the noise, and we got to dig the signal out. And that's just Liber- that's who, just hate. Who who was it that was blindly supporting the police? Oh, Liberty Hangouts. That's right. Oh, oh my I, god, I dude. Sorry, dude let's not give them any fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> After but, my plea for no silence, comment. I probably yeah should. right. <laughs> but but uh, but there's going to be people that are blindly on both sides. There's going to be people uh th- that are just idiots and just jumping in and and, and just want to comment on it just because they want to comment on it. And they don't know anything. And then there's going to be there there's going to be control opposition there's gonna be controlled accounts that are that are in there that it certainly looks like there were a few i mean i don't know i'm not doing the the, the post-op on this thing or or the or, or whatever but like i i don't know it, it's weird but i think that the the way to move forward is just to be like look this is going to be the case and it within reason you know it's 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 a damn good thing that we have the ability to quickly coordinate a bunch of people to come to support somebody who needs support, especially when there could be bloodshed and especially when it could be on the private side. Right. I Looking at the police report, I mean, even if you believe their account, it, that guy still needed support. I mean, the picture of the yeah. APC was there. Uh, like the I idea said, that there yeah. was, if there's an APC, there's at least enough police officers to fit in it. Uh, right. Like, like I said, this is not an, I have no idea. I don't either. I don't either. If it's a guy, horrible human being, this right. is not a, this is not an, this is not a litigation of what that guy did. I'm right. just saying it doesn't in terms matter, of yeah. organizational skills right. or organizational ability now. And people are actually using it. Like that's, yeah. that's fucking awesome. It, it, it definitely is awesome. And, um, Especially if shit gets real weird uh, with the way that it's looking, it is. It's comforting to know that that's there. Um, yeah, I. Real weird. Uh, I, 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 the people that say that what's happening is a coup. Sure, fine. Uh, we could talk about that. Um, it is. Regardless of that, it is just. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Um, yeah. And a lot of a lot of government interplay from like you said all the. Uh, secret organizations and the deep state are involved. It's, it's just wild. Um, and I, yeah, like you say, I, I wonder how much that has to do with the militarization of the police. And, 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 and I think it was Aaron yesterday who was like, was this just like a show that they put on? Did they just do this to try right. and bait somebody into reacting to a red flag law? And it's like, I don't know. Cause we don't really know if that's what that is, but to the idea that you can consider that in today's America's yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of times we live in. Ultimately, verification is the next like big. I mean, I don't know how you conquer it, but it's it's like, God, dude. Yeah, because because yeah, that could be the other thing. It's like, what if that guy was an op? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know who. And the you know, the circles we roll in every every person has everything's put out a op. different theory. Everything's an op. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's an op. Uh, what do you what do you think about it, Brian? That whole situation. What is your sort of overview of it now that it's settled a bit? I mean, kind of to, to echo car. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I was I was yeah. kind of keeping a, a high level view of it and and not right. really looking too much in the details. But like you mentioned, Carl, I think the thing that was the most interesting was to see how quickly people were able to coordinate. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it goes to the bigger point. And we were talking just a second ago about like conspiracy theories. Like 2019, there's not really many conspiracy theories left. I mean, what's the yeah. biggest meme of 2019? <laughs> what's the biggest meme of 2019? 
Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh-huh. That is easily one of, if not the biggest conspiracy theories that's been prom- promoted in what the past five years, mm-hmm. and it like became one of the most viral memes of 2019. It, it's still taking place. Like I, I'll like log on to to Twitter, and I'll be scrolling through, and I'll like start reading a really interesting fact, and then it'll end with Epstein didn't kill himself, and I'm like, oh yeah. Jesus, that that caught me off guard because I kind of forgot that was still a thing, but I- like. It's yeah. it's everybody's doing it. Like it's not just you know some covert like you know it's not it's not PizzaGate shit. It's not QAnon. It's like there are like sitting U.S. members of Congress who are like uh, what was his name? Oh, uh, this congressman. He he tweeted out like twenty seven or something different tweets in a row about the impeachment. And like if you were to look at each individual one, the first letter it spelled Epstein didn't kill himself in his Twitter yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> but like that's that's where we are is in twenty nineteen. Like conspiracy theories aren't this you know rabbit hole you find yourself on YouTube. And yeah, sure, it kind of still is. But like it's more than that now. Now it's it's evolved to like people Dude. don't trust anything anymore and rightfully I mean, so i mean yeah like i i uh, brian I, i'm sure I, I would bet we're roughly the same age and yeah. i mean i remember i remember you know not that long ago really not that long ago i mean i was a working adult and, and when i remember when my view that more or less you're being surveilled in all of your activities on it's like, weird like, it's like, weird what was was i was a nut job for that and and then wikileaks happened and like and that was what 2012 or 13 12, 13 yeah yeah like and, and it was like oh okay snowden, that's like a mainstream snowden breaking the, the snowden thing it it freaked me out and like to yeah. see how he even still like when there was a video he did i forget who he did it with maybe it was like hbo or, or vice and he went through and he was like showing how to break down your phone to like yeah. remove the secret hidden like like connections for microphones and you're like we have these everywhere we go these have the most information on us as people than anything in our house like we we could go downstairs to the safe and like you would find less in a safe than you would on my phone about personal information because that's just how we all are in 2019 we live on our phones our entire livelihoods i mean our, our social networks where we go to work um you know your routine uh what you're purchasing it's all there on your phone i mean you're if you have a, a smart smart uh, watch, right? Your heart mm-hmm. rate, your physical activity, they yeah, can that's they, scary. If they yeah. want to see really like who you are as a person, they mm-hmm. have ample means to do it. I mean, I was just reading um that couple months ago the the uh, I think it's the it's NSA or CIA, one of those uh, you know three letter organizations. They made a um a, a thermal imaging camera that can identify people by their heartbeat <laughs> up to a hundred yards away. Jeez, your Jesus heartbeat. Christ. That's insane. Like and, and like to to like specific people that they can get that accurate. And that's 29. Where are we going to be in like 2040? And right. Like, that sounds a far way away. That's 21 years. Like that's yeah. not that far. That's that's as close to us as like the late 90s were. Yeah, that's like pretty why. much 9-11. Like, I mean, yeah. You know. And like, think how much has changed since then. I mean, think the the idea that we have the smartphones like we do today. Oh, yeah. Like that would I I remember back, like, remember a cell phone in a bag? Like that was that you put the the metal antenna on top of the roof of the car. Like, and that was, that was like legit. You were like supposed to be the sexiest phone of all time. And like, it's amazing to think just in logically. And that's just from the, the, you know, the the free market side of things. Just imagine the shit that the government is like been working on. And that heart rate thing, just like it freaked me out. Cause I mean, just think about how much information that they probably have about us that we have no idea about. We have, we have even the faintest idea. That's what all the that's what all the fucking the people who get out of working at Boeing and Raytheon always say is that that they're yeah. like t- ten to fifteen years ahead of what the public knows they're ahead of. Um, yep, at least they're just testing they, it. That's what they say. I'm willing to believe it because it's crazy, <laughs> and why not? Because you need to be protected from this shit. That's kind of terrible, dude. Uh, the heart rate thing. That's kind of yeah. terrible. <laughs> I don't really. I'm what sorry you, to ruin your. Yeah. What do we do about that man. other than just straight up go to war with die. <laughs> with, the, with die. The, the technology complex? What do we do? <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, you know, and and I, I I will say this to be the optimist, the eternal optimist, optimist that I am, is like I'm sure that the free market's going to find some answer to it. Like they're going to come Brian, up with some some fucking Brian T-shirt. Optimist. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to come up with a T-shirt that like is going to repel thermal imaging or something like that. Like, I mean, think about how we've we've adapted to uh, to internet surveillance with with uh, yeah. you know blockchain technology and oh and, you know, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm with you, Brian. I, I think I think that the 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 train is going to leave the station eventually, where the tools are in the hands of the free marketeers, and they're just going to break away. And I mean, you're just it's going to be tough to keep up. 
Or we're going to go back to like the basics like they did in Hong Kong. I mean, they were literally like gluing pieces of rock to the road and using like human made trebuchets. Yeah. Like, we, we went back to like medieval times and that still was able to, to like fend off a very tyrannical government. So like that shows, okay, you know, all is not wow. lost. Yes. They're the side of, for now. Yes. They, they still have the nukes. Um, so once we get recreational nukes, we'll all be good. Um, yeah, but we right gotta get there first. Right. I, I just mean to say for now, cause I think they're still in that fucking uh, college. Like they're still hold up in there. It's crazy. Ooh. Imagine being hold up in that college. That they're you're in talking about the Hong Kong protesters. Yeah, oh, the Hong Kong. Okay, yeah. Imagine being hold up here. Jesus, imagine. I don't know. That's crazy. I, I, the they were making bow and arrows and shit. Yeah, <laughs> just fight. I mean, it's awesome, but it's crazy because it's like they've been in there for like two straight weeks, and there's no end in sight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, and like, I, you know, and this is happening now. Like, this is 2019. Like, yeah, we, we, it, like, when we, we look, you know, back in, in, in the future and we, we look back to like right now, this is going to be like a really big moment in the history books. Um, and like, I'm, I'm kind of nervous to see like what way we end up going. Like, how are we going to react to what's happening now? Are we going to, you know, I, I think kind of like the genes out of the bottle, like the establishment is kind of like, oh shit, they, like, we, they've moved. The, the curtain and the Wizard of Oz, and now we can see the guy behind, you know, trying to make things work. And it's it's like a bunch of idiots are running the government. And like people are like, shit, these guys don't know what they're doing either. No. And, and I think everybody kind of is like, oh, shit, nobody knows what's going on right now. Like yeah. we are on this you know screaming freight liner down the road and nobody's driving it. And it's yeah. like we're going 90 miles an hour and it's going to it's going to end bad because like we're twenty three trillion dollars in debt. We're pretty much, you know, in every country that we could possibly think of um, in terms of, you know, our military uh, intervention. And and we have a growing uh, discontent in our populace where, you know, one half of the country hates the other half of the country. Like, I don't I don't know what's going to end up happening. I, I, I've had a very negative feeling just fascism. how we've been progressing. <laughs> well, you know what? Is it is it going to be fascism or is it going to be like complete anarchy? Like, are people going to lose their their shit and then like you know start to to fight back? And I'm not know. encouraging I, people, I but I'm, like I'm reading a book about Mussolini and it's freaking me out because a lot of the things that were happening in Italy <laughs> back then happen are happening now. So. The expression like history doesn't repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. I fuck yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I'm okay saying it just straight up repeats itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's it's. Insane how 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 the same it is. I was watching this yeah. video about the parallels between ancient Rome's collapse and our and and what's going on today. That was the thing everybody was. So yeah, um, yeah. it's it's got, so we're gonna hit something. And I, I don't know if we're gonna hit a, a large group of people or a wall or we're gonna fall into an ocean. But yeah, that 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 freight liner that we're on is barreling towards something that we're going to hit and it's going to be a really hard crash. I, I, I just, and I, I don't, it's not a doomsayer thing to say that it's just this. No, it's, it a, it's stating objective. Yeah. You're, you're, you're stating objective fact. I mean, like this you're, is the cycle of how nations form and break down and new nations form and break down. And it's just how it happens. And unfortunately we're, we're not caught in the golden age period. <laughs> um, uh, we're no. just kind of, did, did you, did you know that, uh, that uh, Mussolini's great great grandfather actually was a moose. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> Reading is fascinating. That's fascinating <laughs> indeed. That was it. That was it. You should have been like, huh, Italians, huh? Yeah, I tell. <laughs> oh, is Who he knows? Dominic? Was his name Dominic? The Italian Christmas <laughs> moose? Is that, that, that song? That. That song doesn't like escape you guys, right? Dominic the donkey. What's Dominic the donkey? <laughs> oh no, shit! You're oh, it's a, it's. A, I, I don't Italian... think I know that either. Dominic the donkey, the Italian Christmas donkey, chickadee chang, hee haw, he no. What? Oh my god, dude. The, okay, okay. I'm that gonna sounds like something that I can needle bird with, though. So please keep going. <laughs> so see. I didn't know. On, I didn't know see. about this. I'm telling you, this is real. It's a Christmas song that's like from like Northeast PA down to like Philly, and I had never heard this song until I moved to the area. And then I was like, "What the fuck is this song?" And they're like, "Oh, it. This is like the Italian Christmas donkey song. Like that everybody knows this." And I'm like, "I've never heard of this song, but no, it's a it's a real song. It's a yeah, Dominic the donkey. You guys, my, my family's from Pennsylvania, and I've I've never heard of this. No, hold on, no. let me let me. But maybe is it like an Italian thing? I'm Penn Dutch, so. I... It, I've, ne I've never heard of this thing. Hold on. Let me, it's it's let on me, the radio like all the weird. time. 
It's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing. Can you tell the Christmas donkey? La la la. I've never ever ever heard that. That was wild, no? <laughs> Brian. I don't know what kind of a a curse you just put on this show. <laughs> This, this is the Dominic the Donkey podcast. Everything no else recovery. before the I'm Dominic, yeah. uh, I'm Dominic the Donkey, and I'm going to impeach the president. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best time of the year. Let's be real. Christ I'm almighty. Dominic oh, the Donkey, wow. and I'm going to kick Ruth Bader Ginsburg right in her old fucking face. She's back in the hospital, huh? <laughs> is she, she is back in the hospital. Is, is she hospital. actually? Yeah. She yeah. is no, she holding is. on, huh? She is, she, by, um, by sheer force of will alone, she will not relinquish this sh- this seat while Trump is president. I really I'm hope, doing fine. I, I really hope that he doesn't win the election because I just want to see the old woman be able to like peacefully go out. She, I don't, <laughs> I don't really think she can like handle another four years, but she's gonna have to. And it was that's like, like it was that's, like a, a, that's the most like fever? depressing thing about Trump resting power for another four years. Is that he's 12, keeping her alive and she doesn't yeah, want to be alive? Another four years. How old is she, by the way? Isn't she's, she? Like you know what's crazy? I don't think she's as old as she looks. Is the funniest thing. Like fifty-five, but she's a heavy smoker. <laughs> a lot of smoker. <laughs> oh, let me see. Okay. Oh, wow. She's is actually as old as it seems. Uh, let's take a guess, Brian. I, I guess eighty-seven. I just oh, looked it up. Oh. You're almost dead on. Wow, it's eighty-six. She's eight. yeah. All right, and, and and she's gonna be eighty-seven before Childerberg rolls around March fifteenth. How, how old Clarence Trouble, Thomas? You're, by the way. Understand. Anybody know how old about Clarence Thomas is? Because he's getting older. Uh, I, I got you. I got you right now. Let's find out. Right, I, 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 that's one thing. Like, I, there was a, ru- huh. a rumor going around that he might he might step down. Um, really? He's getting old. He's up uh, there, and then he's been having some health issues. I think. What? Uh, all right. How old do you think he is? Seventy-four. Seventy-one. Seventy-one. You're very close. Wow. Uh, yeah. They. They're all old as shit, huh? <laughs> Except for like Gorship, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Roberts, right? Oh yeah, Kavanaugh's like fucking forty-eight or something ridiculous. Yeah, he's young. Uh, yeah, John Roberts is fifty-one. Oh no, okay, uh, sixty-four. All right, yeah, it's an old group, man. Yeah, it's weird to see uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg holding on the way that she's holding on. I really, I, I get, I feel bad to be. Honest. I always feel bad when she falls asleep at the State of the Union. Yeah, I'm like she, she is America. Like, and she's old, so she yeah, gets away with it. I was gonna say she's it. America. She's old as shit. She's broken down. <laughs> she needs a fucking shot in the arm, uh, or to step down and let somebody else take the fucking reins. Oh man, um, did she? She's in a movie come out about her too, didn't she? Oh really? Well, yeah, of course. She's like a pop pop culture icon for the left now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. The, the notorious R R B G. Yeah, yeah. Notori- well, isn't that really? What yeah. Uh, no, I, I know that's the name of the movie, but that's her nickname. That's What's like her nickname. It's great. Like that people adore her. She's yeah. just so boring. Like they, what? Well, yeah, but Car, they adore her because like sh- she's alive. <laughs> you know, and she was I mean? a at this point. Like this is another thing. I don't know if I sound over exaggerated. Adore her because she was alive. <laughs> she's alive. I'm telling you, that's the only reason why they like her. I, I don't want to no, sound like I'm over exaggerating here, but I really do think that. There's several hair triggers that could kick off some, some localized living. civil wars. Um, <laughs> and I really think Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying and be re- being replaced by another Republican could kick off a small-scale civil war. What if What if when she died, let me get your take on this, but what if she, when she died, she just like ascended and we realized that she was the second coming of Christ? All right, well, I'm going. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be looking I'm going to be looking through my book. I'm going to be like, what, is, what does it all mean? You're uh, looking through your book. <laughs> Your, I like your book. My, my, Which my, one is she? The yeah. Bible. <laughs> Where's the giant snake? Where's the Leviathan? <laughs> Control F Ginsburg. <laughs> it was there all along. Like you find out there's like a num- there's a numerology She's thing going on. Oh god. <laughs> And then Dominic the donkey starts playing, and then fucking and that's <laughs> this is hell. This is that, this is yeah. what they were talking this about. Is in hell, yes. yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, that crazy one is. The there's apocalypse. there are some good uh, theories among the uh, evangelical crowd that 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 we actually have entered the end times. Um, and uh, maybe you know what? Maybe I'm on board for that. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe maybe we'll kick off the boogaloo that way. Sweet um, meteor maybe. death, 2020. Oh, for yeah. God's sake, please! At this point, um, it would be a lot more exciting than the impeachment hearings. Uh, be unifying (laughs) in death yes it would be effective (laughs) it would be effective (laughs) 
Yeah. I, uh, I, I I don't know. I think that's our week in recap, huh? Do you, uh, Brian? Anything else sticking out to you? Car? Anything no. you want to know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I guess I kind of. I don't know. I think we rounded the bases. Yeah, that sure. was a. It was a crazy fucking week. Uh, yeah. Oh, yo, yo, yo! Time out! Time out! Time oh. out! Can we just take one second and appreciate together, Todd Hagopian? Oh yes, yes. yes. I yes. adore we that. Can, we can take two seconds, even three. Yeah, we can take want. three, four. Um, he's got my endorsement. I just sent Me too. a. Uh, I just sent a declaration out to my uh, to my uh, LP guy, the the guy who runs the New York LP, uh, saying Love that it. I am willing to uh, be a delegate if they want to accept me. Uh, and Todd has got my vote. I really hope Todd wins. I really like Todd's yep. plan. No offense to any of the other people running, except nope. for one of them in particular. And I have no problem offending that one in particular. Um, otherwise, good luck to everybody. And yes, let's appreciate Todd, a guy with a lot of vision, a guy who we basically forced ourselves to be friends with. Like, like we forced him mm-hmm. into friendship. <laughs> yeah. We started making so many memes of him that he just yeah. had to become friends with us. Well, <laughs> so it's been a great experience. <laughs> but what I do you would, think I about just, that whole situation, Brian? What What are your takeaways from the LP right now before we, we enter this period? Oh, so like I, I've been probably one of the biggest critics of the LP over the past few years. Um, Actually, one of my like sayings I've said over and over again in my show is like nobody's going to take the Libertarian Party seriously until they take themselves seriously. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I for the longest time, I really didn't want to get involved in the actual like Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, you know, what? fuck it. I need to like actually put my money where my mouth is. So I, I actually I became a member Um, back in July. Oh, you weren't a well, member I, this whole time, huh? No, well, I, 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 what I didn't want to be because, like, it was just mm. like, a, it was stupid. Like, nobody was taking anything seriously. Um, and like, that's the thing that got me so pumped up about Todd is that he's like, well, well, first of all, we need to like, you know, professionalize. And I'm like, thank you, because right now we're just the laughing stock. I'm, and one of the things he really focused on. I know we're gonna wrap up here pretty much, but um, that brand awareness of like building your brand. Yes. And like, yeah. what's our brand right now? It's what is Aleppo, and then naked guy on stage. That right. that's our brand, and right. or smoking weed, and that's like. No, that's not what it means to be a libertarian, but that's what our brand is. Naked and guy right- gets one shot. One shot. He got one <laughs> shot. If he comes back, we beat him to death. That's I don't I don't know what else yeah. to do. I, I don't know what else to do to become serious. I <laughs> what do we do? I'm just, we have to- I'm just hoping Todd, like Todd gets the chance to to do what he does. Like this is what his job is it's true. in the, the marketplace. Like it's true. And he does it well. Like he, I was gonna say, and he has the resume to back it up. I mean it's he does. not give just him a shot shit about it. Yeah, like I, I cannot say this enough, and I know like you know there there are candidates who already received some endorsements, but like please, like if you've already given an endorsement, take a second and just listen to what Tan has to say. Like I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, and and you know I love him to death, so I can say this is like he was the first one to like say like you know in, in his voice, he's like. I hope you don't mind my voice. And I was like, Todd, I don't mind your voice at all. I was like, Todd, like it doesn't matter what you sound like. It matters like what you do. Um, Honestly, I I have told him from the beginning that his voice is a selling point. It's you know what I mean. Like it's he's like a libertarian Yoda. Yeah, it's it's great. It's really great. More professional we will be. (laughs) (laughs) Brandy, we will learn. (laughs) It's great, man. It's great. I I just had to take a second to say, you know, just. Thank you to Todd for actually like Thank you, throwing his hat in the ring and like joining this absolute chaos of Appreciate a circus it. that we have. As much as I want to try and change the party, I wouldn't in a, for a single day even pretend that I was going to run for for chair and, and do any of that. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he's got he's got my he's got our endorsement uh, and it's he's got he's got my support. Uh, it's going to be very yep. very interesting. Um, right on board with you, Car. When are you going to run for the LP chair? Uh-huh. <laughs> You gonna toss your hat in the ring too, Car? Twenty twenty. No, the thing. See, I've got like two things. I'm not the most like politically active guy, just for like philosophical reasons. But the other thing is like I just think it's really, really boring, and that's probably the biggest inhibitor. (laughs) Like, I I I, I was there were I was talked to talk to a couple people before I joined, and um and they were trying to sell me real hard on how not boring it was. Yeah, dude, it's boring. Dude, the meetings are There's no way around that. It's so fucking boring. No, I don't know, because there were several people who were like, look, all we do at these meetings is we, like, talk and drink, and we have a good time. And I was like, that that really depends what we're drinking. (laughs) Bird, have you heard about Robert's Rules of Order? Like, it is so invigorating. I can't. Yeah, that's... 
if you can get through Robert's Rules of Order. <laughs> Point of Order. Oh, God. God. <laughs> It's miserable. It's got to be miserable. Like, have you read that bird? No, Robert's I will rules? never. I, I you never read Robert's Rules? I know. Have you read it? Brian? Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was actually required for my political science class. We had oh to read yeah, Robert's it wasn't rules. required for me because I'm in international law, not domestic law. But uh, uh, I, but like, I would never, never pick up that book. It sounds like a damn nightmare. Oh no, it is a nightmare. It's 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 very dry too. It's, it's um, like tractates. It's just yeah. like. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. Here's the, there's no explanations as to it's just it's miserable. It's a miserable. It is book. miserable. I, I think Todd said he ran through it. I was like, you then you deserve the seat if you could run through that. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, you know we'll, we'll give the we'll give the, the existing chairman credit where credits due. Rumor is he runs a really good meeting. Yeah, that's, that's that is enough. that is what I've heard. Does uh, that mean? Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay. Do you think what do you, what do you, I mean? Where are we at in terms of uh, like are there? I I can't imagine there are polling numbers or anything like like where what no what is, what the LP the does not here? track that stuff apparently from what I was told. Yeah. But it doesn't track like I mean, but, and certainly not for a chair. So like, what do we have any indication of like who's potentially leading this thing? Or I like, think what? muddied muddied waters ran a poll uh, that was pretty well circulated uh, inside. Who? And if I could, there's an account called Muddied Waters. Muddy Waters oh, of Freedom. They, Muddy uh, they, Waters they, a blues guitarist. No, no, they have no, a not podcast Muddy. network too. Good guys. Yeah, yeah. They ran a poll that was looked to be pretty well circulated within the party, um, and they had Josh, uh, they had Joshua on top uh, by quite a bit. I, but that's the only look. I mean, it's not a Quinnipiac, right? It's it's the best we're gonna get. Um, and and I, I it probably was reliable enough, but that's where it seems to be shaken out too. Well, if the now. election of Ron Paul in twenty twelve has shown us anything, is that online polls are very very trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. That was I didn't mean to give shade to Ron Paul either. By the way, that was, <laughs> that was a snarky little jab there at online polls. If, fair enough. I, it's so like then, when you see Bill Mitchell. Bill Mitchell on Twitter is one of my favorite parody accounts because it's not a parody account, but he's just so stupid. That guy is so on board with Trump. That pulled a noogaloo like the other day. What? No, no, sorry. That was oh. the same mistake I made last time. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you just said he pulled a noogaloo. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, but I mistook him. <laughs> Bill like, Mitchell like, doing the that? Last episode I did too. Bill Mitchell. It was Bill Walsh. Wait, wait, what? Bill Walsh? Never mind. I, I think I completely Joe fucked this up. Yeah, never mind. Did it's he, probably. Oh man, now we gotta search the hidden noogaloo. We'll we literally to... talked about this the other like on a few episodes ago, and I thought it was Bill Mitchell, but I think I was wrong. Okay. Then I thought it was Joe Walsh, who of course it wasn't because that's the league guitarist for the Eagles or whatever. <laughs> well, and no, then... no, I, no, no. I see what it is because so Joe Walsh, the former congressman, yes. he has like that silver streaking hair. Yeah. Bill Mitchell has the same kind of look, and they had like that, like yeah. Um, right. What's his name? The guy from uh, Family Guy, Joe, the the paraplegic guy, the kind yeah, of like, yeah. Joe Swanson chin. Yeah. yeah, it was Joe Walsh. Oh, yes, it was Joe Walsh. Time. It was like they look the same, like politics, like politicians. Yeah, but sure. but Bill Mitchell is just so stupid that he his tweets, like they come across as parody, but they're just so in board with anything that's Trump that it it comes across like he's trying to be funny, um, and he'll like do oh, he'll do these stupid polls. It's like. How much do you believe that President Trump was sent from God to save America by himself? And and like it'll be taken over by like, you know, name the the leftist um you know group on, on Twitter and it'll be like ninety-seven percent no. And it's like, see that that right there, that shows the do value you think of Donald life. Trump's dick is ten inches wide or long. That <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, Carr, that's Bill Mitchell in like like you just summarized what I feel <laughs> yes, Bill 100%. Mitchell kind of is. is or wide and long. Or a, common. There's a, a shaft fascination going on there. Um oh, good old Bill Mitchell. He's always good for a good laugh. Yeah. Is that is that your favorite parody account? <laughs> uh I mean, uh what Tatiana McGrath? Yeah, she's, no, oh I mean God, she's literally cool. a parody account, so it's it's different. But I mean, fantastic account. Oh, Charlie Charlie Kirk's a good a good parody account too. He's oh. a goofball, huh? He's he is a yeah, he's a goofy oh, guy, he, ain't he? The, do you remember? Did, did you see are... that video where um uh he was like yelling at the guy from um Europa? What is it called? Uh, he was. He, I didn't see this. No, he, he was yelling. It was a video of him yelling at a a a white nationalist. I'll get the name of the organization. Uh. <laughs> That sounds like a productive time. He uh, he he was yelling at this white nationalist guy. Really like, accomplishing he, a lot. 
from something Europa. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. But yeah, he's yelling at this guy, and like they put it on Twitter, like, "Look at Charlie Kirk! Oh, he's attacking white nationalists!" And it's like they were patting him on the back for being like, "You know what? Your ideas aren't great." <laughs> he, <laughs> he, like, <laughs> like if you if you just were walking down the street and you saw white nationalists shouting at Charlie Kirk and Charlie Kirk shouting at white nationalists, like, where do you start to break that down? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know like, what's going on. I don't Wait, know where you, you prioritize you how been, important that is. Have you been paying attention to this? Like the uh, the alt right kind of like going against Turning Point USA and yes. like so Nick Fuentes has been like sending his supporters out to like any turning point events or like any like um, Ben Shapiro or right. uh, like Steven Crowder events. Yes. And they're like, they go in line and they do like the Q and a sessions. And then they like start to do targeted like attacks basically against like turning point or, you know, pro like Nick Fuentes. And it's like, Oh shit. Like they're, they're like kind of doing to turning point. What turning point was doing to like leftist organizations back when they first started. But how can um, you be a Nick Fuentes supporter? <laughs> I'm Who is like, Nick Fuentes? I've seen that name like bopping around all kinds of places recently. Wasn't he on? He was on uh, Dave Smith's. Um, what? Like oh, a month ago? Why? Why? I, He's like I think, twelve. I think Dave just wanted to get like this. Uh, what he? Did, I I don't want to like misidentify what Nick said he was, but I think he self-identifies like a paleo conservative. But he definitely has like that. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely is much more on board though with like like the the alt right. He's a dumb. He's like a dumb racist who's twelve years old. Why is it? I mean, not no no offense to Dave. Ask whoever you want to ask about whatever you want to ask. But like or twelve year old. He's a fucking child. <laughs> like he's, how, how how old is he really? Isn't he like he's like in his like early twenties? Like, he's like he's really a young. Kid. He's like my fucking age, and I don't take myself seriously, and I don't think anyone else should either. <laughs> he, and he's been like going against like Ben Shapiro like hard too. Like he's been like, and Ben actually he did a a, a speech I think at uh he was in California or somewhere. No, no, he's in Boston I think. And he did a, a speech basically like an entire like point by point like not breakdown but like you know how Ben tries to go through and like his little lawyer brain like I'm gonna break down this person's entire argument in 14 steps. Um, and he was doing yeah. that for uh, he was doing that for for like the the alt right and white nationalists and. Uh, from what I, I mean, from what Ben tried to do, I don't think he really did a good job. Like he was kind of, he was talking more in platitudes instead of like actually attacking the foundations of their like the fundamental beliefs that they have and their ideas. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see like this kind of civil war happening in the GOP right now. I, I never would have expected that Trump would have would have started that to the extent he has, um, because like after he got elected, it seemed like the, the right was kind of very unified around Trump. Like okay, he's our guy. And now they're completely like against that. Now you have like the, the turning point people and like the, the Ben Shapiro's and, and the Glenn Beck's who are kind of like on this pro Trump side, but like pro like old guard conservatives who are, are supporting him. But then you have like this alt right faction who's going more of like an ethno, um, you know, ethnocentric approach to how they want to deal ain't, with ain't politics. The Republican Party just full of a bunch of fucking winners. <laughs> oh, they, they, they're, they're, they're gems. They're menches. Christ. Jeez. Dude, can I just give a shout out quick to Steppy, uh, the guy that we brought on the podcast for all shout the listeners to, uh, to talk Why? about what the international. Steppy do uh, the his Ben Shapiro tweets? They're compl- they're compl- <laughs> oh my god! Like, have you seen this bird? No, I haven't. Send I have it every now and then, but I'd like him to do it a lot more. So this is a this is a shout out to Steppy to step that up because it is incredible. He just like strings together like four hundred words with no spaces, <laughs> and like you can just hear it in Ben Shapiro's voice. Oh, it's so funny, man! It makes me crack up. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I, uh, that party's full of winners, huh? It's full of, like, it's hilarious. And, um, I don't know really where you go with it. I, I, the Democratic Party's just kind of like, oh, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, that's, that sucks for you guys. The Republican Party's like, oh, Nazis. Cool. It's like, Very all cool. right, throw them in. Why not? Sure. Very cool. They get to try and, yeah, yeah, that's what I feel. Honestly, <laughs> Car, when I look at the GOP, that's what I feel most of the time is going, Very cool. That's very cool. It's <laughs> just, Oh, that, we're doing this now. I'm that's sarcastic. Cool. Yeah, that's sarcastic. Yeah. Like, I really don't care at all. This is nuts. Oh, that's, that is very cool. <laughs> that very cool. Very cool. <laughs> that's what I feel when I look <laughs> at this party. It's, it's an embarrassment. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're both pretty bad. So let me end on that. Yeah. Um, it's just a goddamn mess out there. It's man. a goddamn, it's a goddamn wild mess. And and um, Nick Fuentes is a dork. I'm gonna end with that. He's 21 years old. Stop giving him a platform. Stop caring about what he has to say and ignore him. Remember, he's basically Liberty Hangouts. Just zip, quiet it up. 
It's better for all of yeah. us. That's my suggestion. Uh, we need to start doing that more. Is is purposefully not engaging with silly yes. heads. That's why I use the mute button so much on Twitter. I don't block. I just mute. I mute. Honestly, Brian, I mute every single thread that I put out. Uh, I never see quote tweets or rarely do I see quote tweets unless they appear on my timeline. Mm. I have kind of – it's just not good to engage with people on the internet in a negative way. It doesn't help. In person, you could like be like, hey, I think you're a dickhead. Oh, my God. Well, I think you're a dickhead. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Or you leave, right? But like right. you try and do that on the internet and everybody's way tougher and smarter on the internet than than everybody is in real life. And it's just a goddamn hassle. Um, <laughs> and, and everybody needs to relax uh, and stop giving platforms to people who are 21 who really don't have anything important to say. Uh, not not to Dave. I love Dave. And in fact, I'm glad Dave did that because he's probably the only one who I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because we got the one out there we need. You know, I, I haven't and listened you know, to that actually, episode. They actually had an intelligent conversation. That's too. what I'm saying. Like, we got, you yeah. get the one out there that showcases who he is and then everybody else needs to fucking go. All right. That's the source material. That's enough. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we. Uh, I don't know. This is, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have somebody who's. In my DMs, like, actually, Nick, we should talk to Nick Fuentes more. <laughs> oh, know. yeah. No, absolutely be in your DMs and not mine. They <laughs> yeah, they won't. They won't give a shit about your DMs. All the nope. nonsense you tweet all day. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Pull my own hair out. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, Thanksgiving week uh, bonus episode. We really, really appreciate it. You've made our week absolutely. Uh, filled out. You filled out our week. Uh, are you are you looking forward to anything uh, about Thanksgiving? Give us like maybe because now that we're closing in on it, uh, your favorite Thanksgiving food. Um, so this it, is going to sound really dorky, but like so I have celiac disease. Um, so it's really oh. hard to like just enjoy good food because you can't have right. anything with gluten. You can't have anything with flour. Fuck. Um, yeah. So so I'm looking forward to uh to gluten free stuffing. Um, cause I loved stuffing okay, and it was one yeah. of my favorite foods growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I, I got diagnosed with celiac and I was like, shit, I can't have it. But, uh, no, I'm getting a specially made gluten-free one. So I'm looking what forward to it. Um, so you can make like gluten-free bread, um, and use almond flour instead. Uh, um, right. and you just dry the bread out a little bit longer. That's all, but it's, it's really good. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was actually like really jacked up to hear that I'm going to get to still have some stuffing this year. Hell stuffing yeah, dude. The, stuffing's the one, huh? That's are you doing yeah. Thanksgiving with family or friends or what are you doing? Family, yeah. So my wife and uh, her family are gonna be up there with them. Awesome. Yeah, cool. it, it can't can't complain there. It's always good to spend time with uh, family and friends. What are you Hell looking yeah. forward to, Car? Oh man, I'm family and friends, dude. I can't, I can't wait. This is my you know this is my favorite holiday of the year. I mean, I like Christmas too, but this is this Did is. Did you it. see that asshole on Twitter, Car? Who like he tw- he tweeted that um he's gonna change his Wi-Fi password to impeach forty five to fuck with all of his his MAGA family. And I was like, <laughs> how much oh. of an asshole do you have to be to like what a penis? That guy is a penis. <laughs> like, yeah, come yeah. On, man. Penis. Like, like it's Thanksgiving. Big penis. Like, <laughs> Trump penis, a big Trump penis head, the, the 10 by 10. <laughs> That'd be yeah. good. If you, that would be a very powerful move. Actually, if you change your Wi-Fi to just dicks, <laughs> we, a- dude, we, we had, we had, uh, we had this idea in college to like come up with the most, this cannot go on the episode. Hold on with that. I'll play the ending music. Uh, Brian, give us your plugs. <laughs> <laughs> B Nichols Liberty on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, the Brian Nichols Shake can go ahead and uh, find it anywhere you get podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, Podcast Attic, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you, you get your podcasts is good to go. Um, and you can go to the Brian Show.com, find all the old episodes we have there in the show from dating back to January 2018. Uh, but yeah, guys, it was a blast. Thanks so much for having me on. Definitely a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to be on again in the future. And you're very welcome. And thanks to everybody who listens for putting a uh, audio clip in for Thanksgiving. Really appreciate it. And the Thanksgiving episode is coming out soon on Thanksgiving, in fact. How many hands are on the wheel? Two. Two hands on the wheel. Oh! All right. Now you got to say what, what the hell. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not even comfortable saying it. <laughs>